0: Good afternoon, good night, good evening, wherever you are. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. I do appreciate you stopping by. Uh, this is Mario once again with uh Parasitic Paranormal. Uh, I am here in the outskirts of Atlanta, uh, beautiful Atlanta. Um, lots of rain and overcast mugginess, and um. Definitely not motorcycle riding weather. That's for sure. Um, but, uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for uh, joining me with my uh, paranormal podcast. Uh, I truly appreciate you guys uh, dropping in. Um, I hope everybody's doing good. I hope uh, everybody's, um, um, I guess, kind of recovering, and at the same time, I hope everybody's doing good in this in this situation that we're going through. E- uh, economically. Um, things are pretty, uh, things are pretty, uh, bleak right now. So, um, I just hope everybody's doing good. Um, um, anyways, so today's show is, uh, is basically going to be, uh, and this, this is, uh, about a 20 minute show, but, um, uh, I'm just going to go over, uh, just a few findings, um, that I found on the web, some resources, uh, I am pretty familiar with the with the with the topic, um, as I've been familiar with this since I was young, since I was experiencing issues myself uh, at 3 a.m. in the morning, the witching hour, when the also they they say that 3 a.m. is when the when the veil gets thinner, um, which is when we're able to communicate communicate better with spirits. Um, we're able to um, gather more evidence. Give me one second, guys. All right, I'm back. So I am doing this a little bit on the fly. Um, Actually, my introduction, I did it this morning. Somehow, I don't know how I wiped it out. But um, anyways, this is is, uh, my podcast. Uh, It it almost feels like I'm just kind of doing this all over again, brand new. Uh, I am going to it's going to get better and better every time you listen to the, to the podcast uh, as I'm going to have more resources, more information. I'm, I'm definitely going to share with you guys uh, all the information I can get to give you knowledge. Uh, we're, we'll learn things together. I'll talk about my experiences as I grew up in a, in a very uh, active house. Um, grew up in, a, in an active house, and then later on, Uh, in my adulthood, uh, when I got a little older, I got into ghost hunting. I did it for about four or five years. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. So if you listen to my other podcast, you'll, um, you'll learn about a a lot of places that I've been to a lot of, uh, experiences. And, um, when I go over my experiences, uh, I try to make it as raw as possible. Um, I, I don't try to exaggerate. Um really underneath my skin I'm I'm probably more of a skeptic than I am of uh, I am definitely a believer because I've been lucky enough to actually catch some very solid evidence. I've been able to see um uh, almost full-bodied apparitions. I've seen entities. Uh I've I've even uh, been able to experience some some poltergeist activity. Um so uh it definitely piqued my interest uh once I got back into this uh back into the field but uh anyways guys thank you so much for dropping in um please stay tuned you're going to really enjoy this and uh you're going to learn a little bit about the meaning behind uh 3 a.m um and the veil thinning and the witching hour so hope you enjoy the show and um here we go take it easy guys but uh, but anyways, I had a couple of experiences. Uh, also right around that time, uh, right around that time, the time when I was waking up, right around three o'clock in the morning. Um, I'm gonna dive into those experiences. But uh, first thing, before I do do that, um, I did want to just go over. I uh, I I did did a little bit of research, and I found uh, a couple of good sources. That goes over the the 3 a.m. witching hour, quote unquote. Um, so I did find something. I I did find something on on a good old Wikipedia, and it was a pretty interesting article. Um, so it does it does tell you about the origin of uh, 3 a.m. in the morning, uh, the the witching hour. But it says here it says the origin. I'm gonna just read it to you guys. It says the phrase witching hour, quote unquote began at least as early as 1775 in the poem Night and Night Ode by, by uh, Reverend Matthew West, uh, though its origins may go further back to 1535 when the Catholic Church prohibited activities during 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. That's very interesting. Uh, time frame due to emerging fears about witchcraft in Europe. Oh, okay. Uh, In the Western Christian tradition, the hour between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. was considered a period of peak supernatural activity. This time is also referred to as the devil's hour, uh, due to it being a mocking inversion of the time in which Jesus uh, supposedly died, which was uh, 3 p.m. So, kind of interesting. Oh, I, I, I see. I see what they're trying to say there. So 3 p.m. would be like the polar opposite of 3 a.m. So 3 a.m. is kind of like the mocking of the trinity, I guess you could say. Um very interesting. So that's that's kind of originally where where it came from according to um Wikipedia. Um and it says it goes back to 1535, so that was that was long ago, but uh I figured it would have gone probably even longer than that. Um so it says here there are multiple times that can be considered the witching hour. Uh, some claim the time is between twenty, tw- uh, blah, 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 blah. sorry guys, 12 a.m. and 1 a.m. While others claim there is increased supernatural activity between sunset and sunrise. Uh, the New Zealand Oxford Dictionary identifies midnight as a time when witches are supposedly active. Uh, during the time in which the term originated, many people had sleeping schedules that meant they were awake during the middle of the night. Nonetheless, there is psychological literature suggesting that apparitional experiences and sensed presences are most common between the hours of 2 a.m. and 4 a.m., corresponding with a 3 a.m. peak in the amount of melatonin in the body. Interesting. Melatonin too, huh? Um, melatonin is good stuff I like taking that once in a while Um, but it says here the most common between the hours of 2am 4am p- corresponding with a 3am peak in the amount of melatonin in the body so alright so your body naturally produces melatonin and I guess that's right around the time when it's peaking very interesting so that's just a uh, natural chemistry in your brain uh, as a matter of fact melatonin right here Oh, I like the way they lay this out here. Uh, It's a natural product found in plants and animals. It is primarily known in animals as a hormone released by the pineal gland in the brain at night and has long been associated with the control of the sleep-wake cycle. Very interesting. And nowadays we can get them in gummies. How about that? How about that? Artificial melatonin. Um... But anyways, very interesting. So there's there's a couple things going on at three m. There's the old fol- folklore, um, which I believe actually um, th- I did find another article. It does go all the way back to the medieval times, uh, because Shakespeare also had a, a passage in one of his writings that spoke about it. So, uh, but I but I believe back in the middle back in the medieval days, uh, twelve o'clock was more of like the witching hour. Um, and, uh, actually, um, actually, uh, I, I was able to, let me see, I do have that article right here for you guys, uh, but, 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 here, where is it, where is it, I'm sorry guys, here we go, um, Nightmare of Elizabeth King, well, I found it somewhere before when I, uh. Run into it, I'll let you guys know. Um, anyways, very interesting. 3 a.m. really is an interesting time. Um, it is supposed to be when the veil is at its thinnest, and that's that's the veil between um the the you know the us as human beings, the live human beings, and the other dimension uh with the spiritual world. So three a.m. is when we're supposed to be able to. Get a glimpse of the spirit world. That's kind of sh- shining, shining, and kind of glimmering through that, um, through that veil. Uh, and if you think, if you think of a veil, it's basically just think of uh, somebody walking with a veil. Uh, it's a very thin material, uh, a little thinner than a curtain, uh, and so that's why they refer to uh, the veil. You know, the veil is thinning. It's uh, it's a thin veil where. You can kind of get a glimpse of what's what's beyond that veil. Um, so supposedly at 3 a.m. and and from from what I've read, uh, it's it's usually between 12 midnight and 3 a.m. when the veil is a little thinner. I can definitely say from experience, the places I've been to, um, a, c- a couple of haunted locations I've been to, that I have gotten the most activity usually during that period of time. Um, and i th- i think it has a lot to do with uh, uh there's very little noise pollution at that time um everything is very still at that time um you really don't have a lot of traffic uh people aren't really moving around too much um you know other other than maybe you might have some remote factories or i'm 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 sure the world keeps keeps spinning at 3 a.m. so but, uh, but supposedly, that's when everything is really still. And uh, I can say from experience that that's when I've caught some unbelievable evidence. Um, then, then again, I think one of the things, uh, I did catch a piece of evidence around, f- it was probably more closer to five. I do have a video on my YouTube uh, channel, which I got to check. It's been there for a couple of years. But um, when I went to Waverly Hills uh, Sanitarium, um, I, I, was in the, I was in the body shoot. For those of you that aren't familiar with Waverly Hills, it's it's the big, you know, one of the biggest hospitals uh, over here in the south. Uh, well, it's, I guess, closer to the mid, you know, closer a little up from the south. But anyways, it's in Kentucky. It's in Kentucky. It's uh, it's a nice, big, humongous, it looks like a, a castle. I believe it's three buildings kind of joined together, uh, making a, uh, I guess you could say a semi-octagon. A uh, huge, humongous, awesome place. I was there. I, I got the, um, the privilege of spending a whole night there. Um, but there is a, a place called The Body Shoot um, where they, uh, when people were dying of, when, when people were unfortunately passing away due to um, tuberculosis, the, the amount of bodies, amount of people that were passing away was so, was so huge that um, they had to end up like using this. Uh, well, originally the tunnel was supposed supposedly a, a way of people getting into the building. Um, but if you go there now, you'll see that there is a a, f- uh, a flat uh, slab that goes all the way down, and then part of it is stairs, part of it is a slab that goes down, and uh, that's that's that was made for um, for taking the bodies down or the coffins or. Whatever type of containers they would put the bodies in, um, but it, it it's called the body shoot. And um, I was in there close to 5 a.m. in the morning, and we did see uh we did see something that appeared to be like a nurse that was coming up the stairs. Um, the guide that was with us started taunting her a little bit, and uh, you can actually see her kind of floating around and coming up the uh, the tunnel. One of the most amazing things I've ever seen. I remember just. just I'm just gonna. I just gotta. I just gotta also say, um, when it was far away, you could see it was. It started off. You can definitely tell it wasn't any type of effect. Um, she gave she she basically gave us a right away to uh, go down the the steps. Uh, but our, our small group decided to stay because um, during that time there was a lot of spiders, a lot of critters so we just kind of stayed at the top but you could see a little glimpse of a light and that little light it looked like a firefly uh just kind of floating around that little firefly ended up turning into like a lantern so once it got a little closer to us i guess the spirit was coming up the stairs uh the entity or the spirit matter was coming up the stairs um and uh and, and you you could start clearly seeing the uh Uh, like the silhouette. All right, there we go. Yeah, so that scared, that scared the daylights out of me. Um, anyways, guys, so yes, that was a pretty cool experience, uh, that did happen right around close to the, uh, witching hour when I caught that. But, uh, but anyways, um, there was a lot of other things that, uh, happened around that, that year period. When I was waking up at 3. Um, oh, that's right. I did tell you guys I was going to come back to that. Um, so uh, I did have an experience where uh, something popped up in the mirror. Um, right around when I was 13, uh, there was a tragic... Um, somebody tragically passed away that we knew very close to the family. But anyways, just to uh, just make long story short and just kind of give you guys um, the scoop on what happened... Uh, when I looked at the mirror, it was an experience that I don't even like to remember because it was very traumatizing for me. Uh, I did lean up. Um, it was, it was, it was kind of dark in the room, but not dark enough. I could still see uh, a little bit of light was coming into my room from the, uh, from the street light that was outside. Um, you know, we had one of those, uh, right, right across my house, um, there there was a couple of those uh lampposts kind of reflected light into the room. So I can kind of I can kind of see the uh I can still see the silhouette and the, the facade of the mirror. Um but looking at the mirror, a uh, face appeared. Um I have no idea why he wanted to why he needed to bother me, <laughs> you know. Uh why he had to come and uh scare the crap out of me but uh his face appeared in the mirror it was shaking it looked sweaty um it was kind of fuzzy uh it almost it almost looked like um like looking at, at a at a really old t- staticky tv and you could see uh a shape in there but you can't tell what it is but um uh you you can kind of you could definitely see his face and when i looked at it closer i could see that it was it was him it was i i knew who it was uh his head was shaking. It looked sweaty and uh almost looked bloody. Uh and it looked like he was trying to somehow come through the mirror. So uh very scary. And uh I remember <clears throat> I didn't want to wake I didn't want to wake up my parents. I didn't want to I didn't want to bother anybody. So I ended up just going back to sleep. Um I had I had several other experiences. Um I'll just I'll just share one other one with you. Um uh, right around that time um i i remember i was real sick um i had a, a really bad fever uh, i had a flu and uh my mom had um <clears throat> my mom had i guess she had come into the room it was super late at night i was i was already passed out but according to her she uh she opened up the door and uh and again my my room it's you know i had of course I had some uh shades. I had those blinds that uh those you know, just the uh regular blinds that you have, plastic blinds. But uh you can kind of see a little bit of my room. Um, my mom opened up the door and looked at the uh my headrest. She was look you know, she was checking me out to see if I was okay. And on my headrest, uh, according to what she told me, she saw something on there. It looked like the shadow of a gargoyle. She wasn't she's she, see the funny thing is she's not huge into into she's not like uh a, a paranormal fanatic or somebody that just jumps and, and, and starts claiming that there's things. You know, she's she's she is a skeptic. Um uh, she she's a believer, but she is also partly skeptic as well. I mean, you know, so I knew she wasn't making this up, but um she did tell me that she just stood there and froze and she was looking at my headboard and there was something on top of my headboard that looked like, uh, like possibly like some kind of, uh, uh, like, a like an evil angel, I guess you could say. But that was right around that time when I was waking up and, uh, it lasted almost a year. And then after that, uh, I guess maybe, uh, puberty started kicking in and my, my, um, My thinking, my mentality started changing a little bit. I started sleeping more, and I was kind of over that. But anyways, guys, um, I'm going to have to let you go. I got to uh, clock out of here, and I have to clock into work in just a little bit. Um, I know this show was just a little bit rushed. Um, I am going to try to um, make these a little bit more juicier, more details, and uh, um, just have a little bit more material for you guys next time uh again i'm beginning this is this is like the beginning of me coming back and uh coming back to you guys and um hopefully i'm gonna start doing some events um i'm gonna start going out to some locations and uh maybe even have some some uh some things i can go ahead and plug into youtube some videos been doing this for about five or six years now i really 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 enjoy it enjoy uh being able to um, explain a lot of these experience, I ha- a lot of these experiences I had growing up uh, in my old house, pretty neat stuff. So, anyways, I'm gonna go, guys. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I will be back soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. Muchas gracias, a todo mundo. You guys are great. Thank you. Deuces. I'm out. Well,